Hi everyone, this is Libby, and I'm going to be looking at a case study in medicine in modern Britain, and this is going to cover penicillin and lung cancer. Alexander Fleming worked in an army hospital in World War I. He saw lots of soldiers die after their wounds became infected with the Staphylococcus bacteria. In 1922, Fleming found that lysozyme, which is an enzyme in tears, killed some bacteria. In 1928, he accidentally left out some Staphylococcus bacteria in his laboratory. Mold grew on one of the plates with the bacteria, and this stopped the mold from growing. This stopped the bacteria from growing. This mold was a fungus called penicillin. Fleming called it a natural antiseptic, although it is actually an antibiotic. He published his research in 1929, but this was not recognised immediately. Chain and Flory. Howard Florey and Ernst Chain read Fleming's article. They experimented on mice at the University of Oxford and then tested penicillin on humans. It worked, but the doctors did not produce much penicillin. Mass production. The scientists had to find a way to mass produce penicillin. In 1939, the British government would not fund the project because they were too focused on the war and, chemicals companies were and chemical companies were producing explosives. In the Second World War, lots of soldiers got infected wounds. The USA government funded the team and then Britain in 1943 began to produce mass-produce penicillin. Fleming, Florey and Chain won the Nobel Prize in 1945 for their discovery of penicillin. In 1945, Margaret Hutchinson Rousseau developed a technology to produce penicillin on a large scale. It is estimated that 15% of injured US and British soldiers would have died if it did not have penicillin. After the war, chemical companies began to sell penicillin to the general public as an antibiotic. The cost of producing penicillin fell as more was produced. Following this, other antibiotics were also developed, including streptomycin, which was developed in 1944, which treats tuberculosis, and tetracycline in 1953, which treats skin infections. Fleming only discovered penicillin because he accidentally left out some bacteria samples. This was very lucky. Penicillin could only really be mass-produced because of government funding. Again, the importance of funding and communication were important in the development of medicine. So let's just think about what we've just learned. So we know that the person who worked in an army hospital discovered penicillin was Alexander Fleming. He worked in a hospital for World War I, where he saw lots of soldiers die after their wounds became infected with the strapococcus bacteria, or... Staphylococcus bacteria, sorry. It's a difficult one to spell. <laughs> the Staphylococcus bacteria. Let's talk about lung cancer. So lung cancer became a lot more common in the 20th century. 36,000 people in the UK die from lung cancer each year. Scientists think that 89% of lung cancer cases are preventable. And these are usually linked to smoking tobacco, for example, in cigarettes. Smoking became very popular in the First World War. Doll and Hill found a link between smoking tobacco and cases of lung cancer in 1950. Scientific research, which is often funded by governments, helped to find this link. X-rays and CT scans can create images of people's lungs to help diagnose lung cancer. 
Modern cancer treatments like chemotherapy and radiotherapy can treat lung cancer, as well as surgery, for example, taking out tumours or a lung. Government campaigns. The Royal College of Physicians recommended stopping tobacco companies from advertising in 1962. TV adverts were banned in the UK in 1965. Health warnings were put on cigarette packets in 1971. And in England, smoking in public places was banned, banned in 2007. So what are society's attitudes towards lung cancer and smoking? Well, statistics show that 19% of men and 15% of women still smoke today, despite the campaigns and scientific advances. Although smoking is less common, attitudes in society have not shifted completely. This may be because of complex social factors, as well as the addictive nature of cigarettes. So what were the different campaigns against smoking that were introduced in the UK and in what order were they introduced? So as we just learned, first of all, in 1962, the Royal College of Physicians were recommended that tobacco companies stopped advertising. Then in 1965, any TV adverts were banned. Then in 1971, health warnings were placed on the packets. And in 2007, smoking in public places was banned. And let's just recap on those statistics that we learned about what's true of lung cancer. So we know that 36% die each year in the UK. 89% of cases are preventable, for example, if you weren't to smoke. And TV adverts were by tobacco were banned um, in 1965. So I talked at the beginning about penicillin and how the roles of Fleming, Flory and Chain. And we knew that they won a Nobel Prize for Medicine in 1945. So to recap more about this series of events, we know that it was Howard Florey and Ernst Chain who read Fleming's article on penicillin. They then experimented on mice at the University of Oxford and tested penicillin on humans. So to link this with lung cancer, just remember what percentage of lung cancer cases do scientists think are preventable? This is as high as 89%, so obviously a really high number. And so let's just think back on some of the facts we learned about penicillin for this case study. First of all, we know that in the Second World War, lots of soldiers got infected wounds. We also know that the USA government funded the team and then Britain in 1943 began to produce mass-produced penicillin. And finally, in 1939, the British government would not fund the project. Okay, so that brings Medicine in Modern Britain to a close, and that is the last episode for this topic. Thanks very much for listening. If this episode has got you in the mood for more podcast revision action, then you should search for our other revised podcast channels that cover a lot more than you'll find here. Search for Revise on whatever platform you got this podcast from and you'll find them. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our Revise podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.